Hey, what up, y'all? It's your girl, Vivica Fox, and welcome to Hustling with Vivica A. Fox. I got a podcast, y'all. And today, oh, y'all, I got a special guest for y'all. It's my girl. You may know my next guest from the groundbreaking series, Curb Your Enthusiasm, the cult classic film next Friday, or her own docuseries, Raising Whitley. Y'all, please give a big round of applause for my girl, Kim Whitley. And check it out, y'all. You can now find her on BET's series, 20s. Kim is Emmy nominated. She's an actress. She's an author. She's a comedian. Y'all, without further ado, say what's up. Hey, Kim Whitley. Hey, girl. And, and, and more importantly, I'm a good friend of yours. Well, I was going to get to that child, okay? <laughs> because, you know, people don't know me and you. We go back like cool oh. child. I mean, we, I, I would never, ever forget, like, me when I would do my interviews. You would always hit me afterward. You'd be like, yes, Barbie. Yes, <laughs> Barbie. <laughs> I've never forgot that. I remember one time I did The View, and I had on this yellow outfit. And yes! Right afterwards, you was like, yes, bitch. You gave the Barbie today. Barbie. Oh, but yes. More importantly, uh, we were co-stars in the film, The Salon. That's that right. We filmed right. in Baltimore. And and I think that's when we really bonded. That's when we really bonded. Because, child, I wasn't eating. I was just in serious heartbreak. And we ain't going to talk about that. because We don't have to talk about that. We don't got to talk about him. But I'm going to tell you, as a friend, that's when you really, really, really became my girlfriend. Because before then, we've had times with each other where we both have literally lift each other up off the ground. And we're going to get to that. But the salon was when me and you really became, as they say in the hood, a spoon coon. That's right? I, I got to know you. I got to hang with you. I got to know the not Hollywood Vivica, the regular uh, girl, uh, you know, yeah, I really did. Yes, that that I, it wasn't about me being a movie star. That it, yep. I was, I was a girl going through shit. Right, you sure were. I sure was. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay, Kim. So look here, Hollywood is on lockdown. Okay, ain't nobody working, but you, girlfriend, uh, you have found yourself a new project called the Corona Chronicles for IGTV. Tell me about that, girl. Let me tell you something. This Corona. Let me tell you something. It hit us. I, I think I feel like I'm still like in a dream or in mm-hmm. uh, what's that? What was Will Smith's movie? Uh, that movie he was on that he was by himself and everybody was gone and he was with his dog. Legend, I am yes. legend. Yes, yes. I was like this cannot be real, and we're walking through it. And I think so. What happened was how I came up with the Corona Chronicles. I literally just uh, got uh, like on lockdown. It was like a Saturday mm-hmm. and. My friend had invited me to her her baby shower, and it wasn't a big deal. I was like, oh, let me go to this baby shower. Everybody's like, no, you can't be with people, and this and that. And I drove down, and there was no one on the 405, the busiest. Rare. And I came back, and it was just so, and my girlfriend wasn't there. Literally, she talked to me on her ring camera. I was like, what? Uh, yeah, I was like, uh, where's the party? She was like, oh, we canceled it. You didn't get the email. I was <gasps> like, what? She said, we're not even at the house. And, you know, she's pregnant. Da, da, da. I was like, wait a right. minute. So I left oh, the gift. So that must have been the, the beginning of, like, don't yes. go nowhere, six, six distancing and all of that stuff, right? This was at the very beginning. This was probably, you know, three weeks ago or so. And I think it was just, like, everyone was staying at home. And it was weird. 
And, you know, so on the way home, I couldn't take it. I mm. had to vent. Girl, I put my phone in my little vent, sat it up, and I'm mm. riding up to 405 on my way home. And I just started going off about <laughs> what is happening, how there ain't nobody on the freeway, how my girlfriend didn't answer the door, how uh, now this kids is out of school. Just went on and on. And then I posted it and people... Loved, Loved it. it. And I've done several. I did one about side pieces. He ain't, <laughs> he ain't coming. I said, side pieces? He ain't coming. <laughs> he said, he's home with his family. He, he watching Frozen 2. <laughs> uh, girl, just constantly, you know, just venting. So wait a minute. Can I ask this real quick? Mm-hmm. Did you, did your girlfriend let you see her? Or she said, leave the gift and keep on going. <laughs> she said, leave the gift and keep on going. <laughs> he was like, oh, okay, well, dang, I didn't get a drink. At least get a pass the drink out for me to have before I hit the road back there. Okay, I was like, can I get a snack or something? <laughs> <laughs> but why okay. didn't you get the email? Kept you know what? Me. You know how these evites go out and- Oh yeah, you get so many. Kept, right, she didn't put it on my phone and I don't know why it, it, I looked. So I went back to the evite because I've been, this has happened to me before. And you know how you click on it to see if there's a message? Mm-hmm. Message from the host, nothing. So I think she sent a separate email to people. I said, it didn't matter. You know what? I was supposed to be out because that's how I started the Corona Chronicles, which is on it. my Instagram. And a lot of people love it, but it's work, because just like anything else. Right. Now, is the Corona Chronicles, is it on, do you do it every day, a couple of times a week? Girl, no. At first, I said, ooh, yeah, I'm going to drop these every other day. Mm-hmm. Baby, I couldn't drop nothing. You become a, a mama, a homeschool teacher. Uh, you're doing the laundry. You're doing everything, cutting mm-hmm. the grass, feeding the dog. No. So all those jobs that other people have. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, I dropped maybe two a week. Like, I probably need to do another one today about something. I think today I'm going to do it about... Everybody stop these parties and these churches. Stop these big old church okay. gatherings. Okay. Yeah. So somebody said you covered by the I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. I said okay. Don't don't put putting Jesus in this. Okay. Okay. Because right now we trying to you can pray to Jesus. Yes. But baby, this Corona Corona is something else. Yes. Yes. Why don't you think people are taking this seriously? Oh wow, that's a, that's a loaded question. Um, I think people don't take it serious because. There's so many people in the world. It's all kind of conspiracy theories. And then mm-hmm. if you don't know anybody directly, mm-hmm. until you know someone directly that has it, it don't seem real to you. I think it's almost because it is like I Am Legend. It is like, no, this is a movie. This can't be true. There's no true. way. Yes. It cannot be true. This can't happen. So I think people, are, especially the younger generation, they're not taking it serious because they're like, we got stuff to do. I got a party. I got to do this. They got hormones racing and foolishness. 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 So tell me, how are you surviving this quarantine, child? Because me and you both used to being on the road. Okay? Yeah. And I'm going stir crazy as hell. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> Girl, you, you need your godson over there. You wouldn't be going stir crazy. Let me tell you something. <laughs> And I've been to your house. You so neat. Your house is perfect. If if you, that's what I'm saying. You ain't got nothing to do. That's why you going crazy. No, girl, let me tell you. I was on the verge of about to move out my house, child. I had to sell my house and get ready to get another house. You are, you are the most sellingest, movingest What? You better believe it. Right. That's my hustle. Okay. You know, you're absolutely right. I got to do like you because I'll get stuck in a place and won't sell it and be sitting there forever. 
No, ma'am. No, ma'am, honey. But every five years, I'll be like, mm, I'm bored. Let's move. And you got to move. But see, this is the thing. So then you have something to do. The, yes. You will. You can, if you live in a house and you like me, like I'm a baby hoarder, I got, I got a closet I can go through. I got clothes I can throw away. I got my old house stuff still I got to throw out. Baby, they could keep me in for another three months. I'm going to be just fine. Well, girl, I got to hip you to the real, real. And you start selling some of that stuff. You'll be emptying out the closet because I show it them up. Oh, no, that's a good <laughs> idea. No, you're right. You're absolutely yes. right. I do need to do that. So now let's talk about how you're surviving, you know, homeschool. You know, you got Joshua, oh, your nine-year-old son. Yeah. So tell me how did that work for you? Because, child, you know, we've been to school in forever. So let me tell you something. <laughs> This ain't no joke. You can't all, now. If they would have eased this on us, we might have been able to get together. I only got one kid. I can't imagine people that got two, three, four kids. Okay. Let me tell you something. Under the age of twelve, it is mm. a struggle. You throw these parents into homeschooling, and maybe some of them ain't even graduated from high school. You want me to do what? Third right. grade math, all of this, just organizing the papers and the pencils. Getting there. What about the downloading? The download. Oh, and don't wait a minute. Let's talk about the people that like they're trying to give uh computers in in Compton. We're talking about the people around the world that don't even have computers. Real talk. Real don't have talk. an iPad for their children. So okay. It, let me tell you something. I literally the first week, I literally was like, I'm going to run down the street butt naked. I'm screaming. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then the teachers had the nerve to say they wanted the paper scanned and do by a certain day i said y'all crazy it took me six hours to read through the instructions try to say you got to download it i was going bananas right now he had work due today it was supposed to be due on friday i'm still mm -hmm. doing science i told him i said y'all gonna get it when you get it <laughs> <laughs> and that's that. And that is that when i think it's a lot how is Joshua doing? You know what? He is doing okay. You know, it's hard with a single kid because you got to be his playmate. You got to be his teacher. Honey, I got to be mm. the principal. When he's back, when he act up, I said, you go into the principal's office. Then I run and I act like I'm the principal. Okay, now I'm your playmate. Let's go out and have recess. It's a mess. Oh, it is. Well, I just want to tell people just really real, real quick. I'll make the story brief about Joshua. Joshua was adopted. Mm -hmm. And I will never forget, Kim, that I ran into you. Were we, were we, were we, it was somewhere we ran into each other. Was it Fred's or whatever it was? Right, right. And Fred's on Melrose, which I hardly go to every once, every blue moon. And I remember you telling me, you're like, Vivica, I'm about to have a baby. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, I, what? How the hell all of that? Wait, you pregnant? No, you're like, no, my friend. She's had kids and I don't want, she's on her sixth child that may put this baby in uh, child care, foster care, and I just can't do it. Yeah. And I remember looking at you and you're like, I'm terrified. I, I parental, what? Right. And I remember I ran and I went to Macy's and I bought you a whole bunch and of stuff. Other, you bought me a trunk. No, <laughs> no, 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 not a car trunk, an SUV <laughs> trunk yes. full of infant everything and then you called me like a drug deal and said meet me in the parking lot of such and such and such i said what it was friends and my friends oh my god i meet you in the parking lot she opens up the back of her trunk of the <laughs> suv and popped it open she said this is all yours oh my i will never 
ever, yeah. ever that, forget that your was your starter kit. Oh, it was the, that was your starter, starter kit. All oh, the love, the I couldn't. That was so wonderful. I never like, like that's one thing that really solidified. I said, if Vivica ever needs me for anything, if we got oh. to jump over somebody's fence, I'm there with you. Oh. That was just because I was afraid. And, Yes. And I remember telling you, I was like, you can do this. Sure and now here you are nine years later doing Corona, Corona homeschooling. Girl, let me tell you this is a rough one. It was easy when he was a baby. Yeah. But, you know, he's just, he's just, he's just such a, I always keep up with you guys on Instagram because we're both so busy and hustling. Yes. You know, I got six godchildren now. I didn't have kids. Wait a minute. So. You got six now? Girl, I got six. Girl, I got three boys and three no. girls. Child, and, and I like it that way because I have fun with them and I send their asses home to their mom and them. So, oh my God. No, no, no. <laughs> Had I known you was taking any more than the first one, I no. had Joshua. We'd have been no. christening and everything. No, no, ma'am, honey. I shut that down because everybody saw me how much I was good with my godchildren. Be like, Vivica. I'm like, uh uh-uh, uh, I'm auntie. So, yeah. to Joshua, I'm auntie Vivica. And you know, I give the best gifts. Yes, so, that's how I like it. So now let's move on a little bit. How about work and the and this whole Corona thing? Were you currently in production on anything? What was going on with you? Girl, mm-hmm. I was in the middle of um, shooting a show on HBO mm-hmm. called What's called Made for Love. Okay, it's a it's a dark comedy. Uh, Ray Romano's in it, and it. Ooh. I was very excited. It was an interesting arc. I had a a, a character that played, I play a nun. And oh, oh it was very interesting. Um, literally, I, Kim, did you say you were going to play a nun? I, I, I was hoping you didn't hear that part. <laughs> Girl, so wait a minute. Kim Whitley, a nun. Please don't, don't mm, make me choke okay. over here. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know the nun got a twist on it, right? Gotcha. Right, you know that. So, girl, I literally was on the set. And then everybody left the makeup room. I had, you know, finished getting makeup on. I had my little habit on. And it just, like, everybody left. And it was a rainy day. It was a Friday. And um, I, I was like, well, where everybody go? They said, they'll, they'll, you know, they said they'll be back. And literally everyone left. So I sat there in the makeup room for about 30 minutes. And then the writers came in, it was about three of them, and they was all like standing away from me. Everybody was separated, like weird. And they were like, um, we're gonna have to shut down. I was like, what? I was like, what? They said Paramount lot shut down. We're independent, but we're part of Paramount. It's up to us. But some of the crew members have come and said they don't feel comfortable working. So we're gonna have to shut it down. I literally was like, okay. Is this the first show? How many had y'all done a lot of shows? I have. They, they were the in episode six, I think. Okay. But this was the first episode for you? Yeah. Girl hadn't shot a word. Hadn't even. Oh. Girl, it was, it was so eerie and weird. And Well, I would have been nervous, to be honest with you. Because the first thing I would have thought with them coming in would have been like, oh, shit, did I just get fired? And we feel right, 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 right. I mean, you know, as an actress, let's keep that real. Now, when they come in, you're like, wait, is it cursed? Especially when they come in in a group. Right. Yeah, it was very, it was strange. And uh, and you've never, and as long as we've been here and as long as history, we're, Hollywood has never shut down. 
forever. I mean, like not this long. I mean, can I tell you for me, we were about to do the last episode of Empire. That weekend, I was headed to watch my friend's son play in the state championship Uh for the fifth, for the third time. They would have won back to back to back for Sarah Canyon. Um, And then I was going to, after that, the next day have brunch with her and then go to Chicago to finish the final episode of Empire. Baby, they was like, mm-mm. So to sell them house got pushed back, shut down, empire, girl, events, everything. I was like, you know, it, it spread like literally wildfire. And wow. yeah, girl, but we're gonna push through this. We gonna well, we're gonna push through yeah, this. I mean, yeah. unfortunately for Empire, are, is your show gonna pick back up after? I don't know, but I, I, I I'm assuming that it will at some point because they were almost finished. But mm. you don't know, girl. We don't know. What about with no, Empire? What about with... No, that's it, girl. They said, look here. We're going to combine show 18, 19, and that's going to be 20. No. So that's it. What? Yes, girl. I, it, it, I was it, sad behind missing that last check. That's I know all. that's right. Well, how will the ending be then? That doesn't make sense. They're going to figure it out. They're going to make it make sense. I mean, to be honest with you, I won't be sitting like everybody else. Like, okay, how's this going to end? Because, you know, that was six seasons and, uh, you know, we didn't get to say goodbye to each other. They were going to have a rap party. Girl, none of that. So we're going to figure it out. We're going to all figure it out. We said that once this passes that we'll all try to figure out a way to have dinner or do something. You know what I mean? Oh, well, well. But uh, we're just going to say a prayer for this to end. And You're right. This has to You know what I'm saying? It got to end quickly as far as I'm concerned. Okay. This is how we eat. This is our yes. lot of... This is our livelihood. Yeah. Speaking of prayers... Um, I, I I I heard that Joshua did a beautiful prayer about the the ending of Corona because he misses everything. Can you share that with us? Yes, you know, usually, I mean, I'm on and off, but usually, you know, but, but let's say with this, since I'm home now, he wants to sleep with me every night and uh, like, come, 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 mommy, get in the bed, get in the bed. So I get in the bed. So let's say our prayers and... You know, you don't think about it. You think, you know, now I lay me down to sleep. And you say, like a prayer. And Joshua broke out into, after that, he just said, dear God, you know, this coronavirus, you know, can it really, can it go away? And I I just want to see my friends. And can you bring the villagers back, which are my friends? He said, I'd like everybody to, to come to the house again, God. Can you just make this corona go away so everything can go back to normal? Girl. Mm. As a parent, you're just like, because I can't control it. There's right. nothing I can do but, you know, talk to him about it and 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 tell him that, you know, it's going to be all right, you know, and that we have to pray yes. God. And he just, yes. so what I did do, because he does miss his friends, is that I tried to do FaceTime with his friends. Honey, he would take my iPad, run with that iPad like he is running with his friends. <laughs> I was like, oh, he really is. He really is playing, girl. He taking <laughs> He figuring it out. He is figuring it out, girl. He takes the iPad, made it a play date. He'll go up in his room, show him the Lego. He run down, they running around, throwing stuff. I was like, wow. I said, don't throw that iPad. Mm. So it, you know, it's, well, t- uh, well, tell Joshua we're all praying with him and for this to end soon. Oh, I absolutely will. Yes. So now you and I both are daddy girl. You know, I love my daddy before he passed away was my favorite, favorite, favorite person on the planet. I mean, 
but it helped me get through a lot of lot of lot of things in life and taught me a lot of things in life. But I heard that your daddy inspired your hustle. <laughs> is that true? Is that, that true? That is so true. My dad. Tell me about it. You know, my my father. I didn't realize what hustle meant until I got older. And uh, my father started an African-American architectural firm when it wasn't popular, uh, when they told him not to, in Cleveland, Ohio. And uh, it's called Whitley & Whitley Architects. It's still around today. But this was back in the day when, you know, nobody was giving Black people uh, work. And I would see my father go out and his twin brother to get these jobs. And his sister was the city planner. And I didn't get it that just like in our field, once one job ends, you got to go get another one. And when I recognized my father was going to these city council people and to these mayors and, and just hustling, getting these jobs for us. And, and they did well. Is that's where mm. I got it from? I was like, I watched my father go from project to project. Well, how long, what, what, what era was this? Oh, girl, like uh, the seventies, the six, wow. the eighties. Okay. Right. Cause like Carl Stokes, he got a lot when Carl Stokes got in the office in Cleveland uh, uh, first black mayor, he, um, he, uh, you know, they were friends and he, you know, gave them some projects, gave them some big jobs. And once people started respecting that, you know, my father has now, uh, one of the architects on the, um, the, uh, baseball field, uh, uh, yes. yeah, baseball field in Cleveland. He did the, the convention center. He's done hotels. So a lot of work around, uh, Cleveland. So I saw my father do that and not give up. So I, mm. that's where I got my hustle from. So that definitely inspired you. Like, you know, this is how I feel for me. I always was taught like when one door closes, hey, you, that means you got to go knock on two more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. And so you would say that your father instilled your hustle mentality. My father instilled my hustle mentality. I, I would definitely say that. And, and being creative, just like you. I, I mean, I've seen you definitely mm. hustle. You have never let grass grow under your feet. And that's what's been very interesting with you because you're you're a girly girl, but you got this, you got a little testosterone in you. <laughs> I got some cojones. Yeah, you got some cojones. You, I got some You don't care. You like I'm a do. You don't care what people think. You like I got to take care of mine. Um, yeah, I've got to do what I have to do. So it, when I get into my retirement, I'm comfortable or whatever the case is. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, I love that about you, that you've always been that way. And so not only, you know, you look at your father, you look at your peers, you know? Yes. And you, say, and if you know me, my team, yep. your team, yep. you got to have a good team. And I tell people that I said, listen, you've got to get people in your life that see opportunities for you that you didn't even see for yourself. Don't have them takers in your life that every time you turn around, they got their damn hand. Oh, hello. Take, take it, girl. You know, uh, you ain't going to believe what happened to me. Well, bitch, you ain't going to believe what happened to me. Shit. I got bills to pay, too. You know what I'm saying? I'm serious. Ah. I'm serious. So I learned because I had to learn because I used to be such, you know, I, I get this from my mom, mm-hmm. taking care of everybody. Yes. Well, who's going to take care of me? Yes, but you still do that. I'm sorry. I do to a certain extent. Only those that deserve but it. But when did you learn that? When did you, you had to, you had to, you went a while before you said, oh, real talk. It didn't happen until I got my 50s. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That I had to learn. I, I've called the last couple of seasons in my life uh-huh. a se- seasons of shedding. Because I had to learn that, you know, 
I, I deserve reciprocal relationships. Oh, that means I do for you, you do for me. I just can't com- 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 always do for you. And then I'm on here on E. Yep. What? How, how am I going to get new energy coming in if I'm over here run down, nipples dragged all the way down to the ah. ground because I don't let everybody suck up off of me? You know what I'm saying? So I don't do that no more. I'm keeping it real, Kim. You know, we could talk like that on the podcast. Oh, that's your right. Oh, my God. With children, you know what I'm saying? Oh, and I had to learn. Get off my nipples right now. Oh, get off. <laughs> so now that was a big challenge for me because I used to be so nice. Right. What challenge did you have to overcome to say, look here, I got to think of me and my son. Let's see. I would just say, you know, challenges just like you that that I would say putting my son first. Mm-hmm. And and we can we can just say what it is in the dating thing, you know, especially when he was younger, you know, I would just before Joshua, I would date whoever dated me. I had a ball. <laughs> I was like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> but when I got a <laughs> I did. I want I want I wasn't picky with a I wasn't picky. <laughs> Honey, um, so when you get a kid, I had to sit and say. Because you fall in love with the wrong person now. I oh, you know, I dated body parts for years, okay? Did you say body parts? Body parts, oh. yes, honey. Six back and smiles, and you know what? Had yes. you gone. Yes. Okay? okay, gone. Boom, so I'm going to use that right now. So okay. I was dating body parts, and it wasn't really a good person. And then once I got a son, I was like, ooh, slow down. You can't, can't do that. Can't do that. Right. I can't, <laughs> can't do that. Because if you can't come over. No. Maybe I'm on the road, but no. Maybe, maybe, I'm, maybe on the road, but you know can't bring. And then if you do come quickly before he wake up. <laughs> there you go, quickly. So I, I think that um, I, I would say that was a challenge um, for me. Um, there are challenges of losing my mom. Uh, it's like losing your dad, you know, that, you know, how do you, I had to overcome that. It was a, a, a thing to think, you know, I got to be able to move on. Um, Let's talk about that because, you know, we both were blessed to have our parents until later in life. Yes. You know, like you, your mom died. How long ago? Was it nine years ago? Uh, probably, yeah, but almost that eight and a half because Joshua was six years old. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then my dad, he died three, four years ago. And I literally went through therapy doing my talk show, Face the Truth. I was crying all the damn time. I had no, I had to keep working. And, you know, people, when you lose a parent, like I, I, for the longest time, I was like, am I going to ever stop crying? Right, right, right. But eventually it made me stronger because I was like, my daddy wants me to keep shining. I do know that. You do know that. Yes. And then like for you losing your mother, did it make you stronger? Especially because, you know, you had Joshua with her. Yes. You know, losing my mom. um, And what it did was it helped me say no easier and faster. Amen. Once you lose a parent and you know that this life changes, it doesn't, it, it makes you realize that Every day ain't promised, you know. Okay, say that. Right, every every second ain't promised. And you're like, hey, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for somebody else's woes. I got to I gotta look out for me. I got to look out for Joshua. So I think those were the challenges um, of dealing with um, it with my mom. And it made me look at, go, 
like you said, live happy. Your mother will want you happy. And my dad is still alive and take care of your son and, and bring light to the world. And, you know, my, me and my mom had a great relationship, but I remember Hmm. that every time Joshua cried, like when I thought I was going to break down and lose my mind and my mother first passed, I, um, I would hear this baby go, I'm telling you, every time I thought I was going to die, Mm. he would cry and it made me go, nope, you can't give up now. You got somebody else you got to bring through, you know? So I, you know, I think that all the challenges in my life, that with my mom, when you say it makes you stronger, I look at them as a journey. I don't look at them as a stopping place. I look at it like, what did I learn from this? How am I going to get through this? Where am I going to go with this? And you got to think about it. If we had no challenges, girl, life would be so boring. Wait a minute. Now, look here now. You told my producers, and I don't know if you know uh-huh. how how wonderful of a statement you made. You said the challenge is the journey. If you don't have challenges, your story would be pretty boring. Explain that to our listeners. Oh, wow, what did you mean by wow, that? Wow, wow, wow. You didn't even know, girl. You you dropped some pearls right there. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> Bam. Just threw that pearl. Out. Oh, my God. You know. I guess when I think about it, how, because I've had such a good life, I've, I really have had a great life, my upbringing, you know, I, I, I got to live in Africa and then we moved to Cleveland and had a good life. Oh, you was in Africa? I, as, a, as a child, uh, my father was building schools uh, when he was an architect for another firm. They um, were building schools in Sudan and Khartoum. So I got to live there as a kid. So I look at my life, it's early, uh, early. I never knew I that. I know. A lot, of people don't, a lot of people don't know that. Ooh. Yeah. So, you know, and then we moved to Europe and I lived in Europe early part of my life and then uh, to the state. So I look at and, and my family, my mom and dad and my, and my brothers and how we we had a good life and fun and my parents loved each other. So mm. growing up and then growing up in the Midwest, as you know, it, it it was just a good life. But the little, if I look at the challenges in my youth, I look at the challenges, you know, in the middle, in my 30s, now I look at my challenges. Now, each challenge is the journey because without mm-hmm. that, we have no story to tell. Vivica, you have nothing to teach. You have, mm-hmm. have nothing to go through. Like when we were on that movie and you went through that, you weren't only learning something about yourself and how to get through it, but you were also teaching your girlfriends. We were looking yes. at that and like, wow, it's saying, you know, you write a book and we write a book about our life. If we have no challenges, don't nobody want to read that? That's boring. True that. That's boring. That's boring. Because <laughs> you, have, you have, sometimes you have to confront your fears and confront yourself more importantly. Ooh. Ooh. For me, that was how I grew as a woman. That when I had to say, no, 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 look here, you're going to push through this. Yes. 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 You got to love you some you and push through these challenges and your fears. Yes. Yeah. To become a stronger and better woman to make it for yourself. But sometimes you're afraid to even push through your fears because you're afraid. All right. Well, let's talk about some fears. I heard that you were afraid of doing stand up. Girl, wait a minute. I'm afraid every time I go up now. What you talking about? What? <laughs> 
Okay. Well, then what gets you through I'm it? I'm still like, afraid, girl. A glass of wine? What you call? I know that's right. Now, you know Pinot Noir, my best okay. friend. Okay. I can you know, a little Chablis, you know. <laughs> Honey. Get a little liquid courage. A little you. liquid courage. You know, I would I would drink a little half a glass of wine or a glass of wine, but every time, because the audience is new every time. So oh, wow. it's just, I, me- I remember, um, when was this? Uh, I, I got on a, a tour called Ladies Night, which. Who was on that with you? Uh, it's me, Sherry Shepard, Lonnie Love, NeNe Leakes is the host. Got Adele Givens and oh, um, that's a good one. It is, and B Simone, and it really is a great tour with women. And but think about it, we're in houses with three thousand people. Wow! My first show was here at the Microsoft. Oh. Let me tell you something. That's a big crowd. girl. I was like, you got to be kidding! I was like, can I do the show in Dallas? Because first day, it was like that. I said I can do something away from. LA and they were like, no, can we move you into the show? And that was like, I would not girl, my heart was pounding. Mm. I was drinking this wine. And they were like, okay, Kim, it's time for you to go up. And I remember being so nervous. I was like, I think I'm about to pee on myself. <laughs> I literally like they were like, Kim, just go. And I remember Nene saying, Kim Whitley. And you hear this thunderous crowd. And this was oh, last wow. year. This is last year. That summer. was love. That was love. Let me tell you something. It was. I run out and I was like, Kim, just say something stupid because you got to get them. You just got to to relax. They don't know. You're saying something. They don't know you're scared. Right. Yeah. It's to relax me. I was like, say something mm-hmm. dumb. You get your first laugh. You're going to be all right. And what you said, girl, I ran out to the mic. I looked back. I said, oh, wait a minute. I think I dropped my pussy. <laughs> you're what? I said, I think I dropped my pussy. That's what I said. <laughs> Girl, I was like, wait, let me go pick up a fallopian tube. Girl. Oh, no. They died. They died. They died. Yeah. I run back, act like I'm picking up. I was like, okay, I'm good now. I said, when you get old, things just start falling out. Show the hell do. Oh, okay. So I also hear that you're afraid of heights. Yes. Me too. Girl. Are you? I hate heights. Oh, my God, girl. Let me tell you real quick. Child, I remember one time I was in Toronto uh-huh. filming something, and we was going to this restaurant at the top of this uh, uh, building, the, whatever that, Sears, whatever that is in Toronto. And so we get on the elevator, and so I was toward the glass. So I'm thinking, I'm toward the back of the elevator. I'm good. Duh. Well, girl, we got to a certain point, and it was dark. And all of a sudden, boom, it was clear. What? Oh, man. And I turned and looked, and I was like, oh, and my heart. I was like, it was like, what's the matter? I was like, I hate heights. I hate heights. And I freaked out. So I've been there. Yeah. Oh, been, why are you afraid of heights? You know what? I think it's just a phobia. I think it's something where if you did one of them, what's really crazy is like, I don't know why, but my daddy did one of them 23 and me or whatever. But you can look through your family and see, they, they'll show you phobias. And one of them said heights. I said, I got that. It was in my DNA. <laughs> Now, which is, I'm going to tell you why I don't like it. Uh-huh. Because I'm like, if you fall, that's a hard-ass landing. And most likely, you ain't going to survive. <laughs> I'm with you on that. I am with you on that. And you're right. And I don't think, I don't know if it's something you get over. Because I, I went to Costa Rica. And I and I and and everybody was going ziplining, right? Oh, hell no. I, see, mm-hmm. no, no. Wait a minute now. Stay with mm-hmm. me. Stay with me. I said the same thing, Bib. Stay with me now. There was four or five people, or it might have been, I don't know, 10 people in the group. 
the, when I saw the little nine-year-old get on the zip line, I said, what? I said, who let that kid get on the zip line? She was in the group, right? And she did it. Mm-hmm. And everybody did it. When I looked around, I said, oh, so y'all just going to leave me in the jungle? Girl, I'm up with this thing. I was like, wait a minute, I gotta go back with this guy. I said, and they were like, you can either zip line or you're gonna have to go back through the jungle. And I was like, oh Lord, have mercy. I said, I'm gonna take my chance with the zip line. I said, Kim, you can do this, just do it, close your up. But the guy went with me. But when I tell you, I thought one time, right? Once mm. I got to the one point, they said, No, 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 you got seven more because you can't turn around and zip line back. <gasps> So it was seven different places you had that to zip line. I had to zip line seven, and one was over like oh, a, a, the, the, a river. Some crocodiles. Oh, you understand, girl. I, I literally, but I did it. I'm going to tell you, I finished it. Now, yeah, I did. It didn't cure me, but what it did show me is <laughs> that I could do it. Yeah, no, nah, well, I don't know if I do that again. No. Nah. Okay, right. I'm with you when you're right. right. I've done some shit that I'm like, okay, done it, not doing it not again. Not doing it again. Right. So tell me, Kim Whitley, what are you grateful for in life right now? I am grateful that you have a podcast and I was able to vent today. Uh, I am grateful that um, you are my friend. I am grateful that I have friends that love me, even though I don't talk to them all the time, but they would definitely be there for me. I am grateful for my son, Joshua, uh, Mm. that he came into my life and changed my life. Uh, made me, uh, took me from a hoe to a mother. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I can't, I can't with you. Took you from a hoe to a mother. Okay. Not a hoe to a housewife from a hoe to a mother. Whoa, that's the oh new saying. That's the new saying. <laughs> Put that one in your file cabinet. Listen, yeah, listen, you that one in there. You can turn from be a hoe to a mother. To a mother. Okay. It don't even, well, it don't even rhyme, but just, you know, yeah, that's all right. But I like that's it. it. I, I am, I am grateful that I have shelter and food during this coronavirus. I am grateful for the gift of, of laughter. I I would say that I'm grateful my father is still around. I am I am yes. grateful that we have still people in this country that are willing to help each other. Yeah, um, we've seen that. Yeah, yeah. That I think we've that, seen that. I that's uh, there's so much to be grateful now. I'm grateful for this time to reflect. Yeah. On I know that life is good, right? Yes. 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 Yes, ma'am. Yes. Well, girl. You that now leads us to what we call on hustling with Vivica A. Fox today's hustle hack, and today's hustle hack is hashtag life is good. Yeah. All right, we all have to know that I say it every day on my Instagram or when every day, every time I do my post, I don't post every day, I try to. Uh, but I, whenever I do post, I always have a hashtag. I started off with life is good. And y'all, y'all just got to know, especially with this Corona and all of this stuff going on, the coronavirus that, you know, life is good. No, not every day might not be good. Cause you know, there's some days that you like, shoot, I got to help my kid with the homework. I got to pay bills. I'm trapped inside. My kids are driving me crazy, but guess what, baby? You're alive, yeah. you know, and don't walk around being a negative Nancy, you know, talking about, oh, this, 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 that, and the third, because I'm going to tell y'all something. Negative energy equals negative results. Mm. 
All right. Yeah. So y'all got to learn, put good energy out there, you know, try to find something positive to do for the day. Like Joshua, Joshua took his, uh, his uh, iPad and he's now having fun time with his kids and with his, and with it, I mean, not the kids, but with his friends and he's figuring it out. Yes. We all can figure out life because life is good y'all. All right. Know that, know that. Kim Whitley, I'm grateful for you because like I've been knowing you forever. And when my producer said that you agreed to come and be on the show, I know how busy you are. I was grateful for that. And it let me know that throughout the years when you were there to pick me up, when I was going through a bad time, when I was there for you to help you, to let you know that you could be a wonderful mama, that that's what real good friends are for and what good friends are. Because I don't have to see you all the time, but whenever I do see yes. you, I know it ain't nothing but love. Come on, come on. It ain't nothing but love. I love you, Kim. I love, you. I love you, Vivica Park. So tell Kim, I thank you for being on the show. Tell my listeners where they can find you at. Your official verified. That's right. Okay. Well, you can find me on social media across the board at Kim K Y M. Yeah, that's right. Whitley W H I with a Y L E Y. That's right. Let them know. And at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And that's about all I got. But I'm definitely on there. You can see my Corona Chronicles. And you know what? I have a YouTube page, uh, live, yes. uh, Kim Whitley TV. So, boom, there I am. I love it. I love love it. And as I said, Kim Whitley, thank you for being here today. Thanks. To my listeners, I hope y'all have had fun listening to me and my girl catch up, vent, celebrate one another because that's what it's about so you can find your girl Vivica Fox on Instagram at Miss B Fox and on Twitter at Miss Vivica Fox so to my darlings out there thank you for listening to another episode of Hustling with Your Girl Vivica Fox subscribe download and listen to Hustling with Vivica A Fox and until next time bye for now Mwah.